they make these laws saying you can't do that and then as soon as you do it okay that's a hundred dollars that's a hundred dollars and that's a hundred dollars and and you just keep repeating this so the whole thing is set up to give the guise of uh government with laws in order to keep law and order but it's really just a money-making scheme you're listening to getting it wrong to get it right on this week's show we have carl washington Carl has been looking into maritime law. What does it mean to be sovereign and the systems that control us on a daily basis and how they impact our lives? Carl, welcome to the show. Good to, good to be here. A lot of people have said to me, oh, get this man. Oh, he has a great website, Empower, and it's helping people claim back their sovereignty. But, you know, a lot of people will scratch their head. What does that mean? Before we get into that, tell the people a little about yourself. Well, I'm just a, a guy, um, construction worker, a musician. I play the drums. Um, I ended up in a divorce and was thrust headlong into the court system. And when I got in there, I, I got a lawyer like, you know, anybody else would normally do. And then once the lawyers got, uh, got, uh, got the house, got our home, uh, they dropped us, both, um, my uh, ex-wife and I, and I had to be a self-litigant. And that's when I realized that the court was not what I thought it was. So I had to study and learn. So I learned what it was supposed to be. And then I started doing actions on that. And uh, that didn't work either. It didn't seem to be, it didn't seem to matter what they were supposed to be. Then I found out what it is. And that's when I started to get uh, actual um, results that were positive in my direction. And what it turns out is it is a business that offers court services. And I started treating it like that. I started treating the government like a business that offers government type services. And my life started to change. You know, the tide started to go out. And over a period of time, it came to the point where I wasn't afraid of them. They were more afraid of me than I was of them. And, um, and I, and it became just very evident that that was the case. And so I knew I was onto something. And then I just kept studying that more. Stop doing all the things that I had tried in court. Um, the free man on the land, uh, you know, I'm not the name, uh, birth certificate stuff, all that. I tried everything. And, um, but when I, when I sort of landed on commerce, I hit a nerve and the, they started running from me. And that was really different. I'd never seen that before and had not heard of it. And so that's what, you know, it just came to be self evident that the, the, the country that I was in uh, and the court were both just corporations, for-profit companies. When I was doing my research, when I discovered that, you know, the bar and all the barristers that work there and the judges, it's all a private corporation who were then hired by the state to do some work. And it kind of made me go, oh, that's really weird that, you know, these people aren't part of the system, that it's actually a private organization. And being a corporate organization, they need funding. And the more that they bring people through the court system, the more that they make. So the longer something goes on, the profiting continues, which shocked me in a way that, you know, government is a corporation, barrister is a corporation, 
judges are part of a corporation and there's all the the dealings behind the scenes as well so is that what you discovered that it's commercial absolutely there was no doubt about it and um just the reactions of the judges like running out of the room not coming in the room recusing themselves off of cases uh i could go on and on and on there was just so much evidence that what i was doing was frightening them beyond and i don't mean to say that in, a, in an aggressive way but they were very concerned about what i was doing and it, it became obvious that it was their holdings their personal holdings that were somehow at stake and they were just not didn't want to participate in any case that i was in or even some of the cases i was involved in helping others so i just saw these these behaviors and it wasn't normal from what i had seen for the you know for maybe five six years and um now uh the tide has turned and it i just kept going in that direction and learning more and learning more and okay what happened why is this happening uh, what's the history of it you know and then i got into bills of exchange and i got into the whole uh, hudson bay charter which was a corporation that predated you know canada as we know it now and it ran for 200 years but it was a an obvious uh for-profit monopoly um corporation that had the had the authority to make its own laws and enforce them with courts so they had courts they, they were allowed to use jails but it was very clearly a, a corporation and um it's my contention that that corporation has never dissolved they've just kind of you know changed the face of it changed the seal changed the name and they're still operating under that old charter from 1670. if it is a commercial business how are they then inviting people to step in to this corporate organization you mentioned there you know you realize you're a man on this land which is you know those words and words of great power we know there is the language that we use in the day-to-day -day, and then there is the legalese language which means it can a lot different and it goes back to a dictionary if anyone wants to look at it is black Saw's dictionary if it's a commercial operation a business how come we're engaging in it instead of going hang on you're a business i i'm not dealing with a business i'm dealing with another man or another another woman well we are we are we're born into it and we think that there's a government and we cut we are allowed to vote every four years and change the you know change something but nothing changes we're just voting in a new manager of the corporation and the corporation has owners not the manager can only do what the owner says and, and nobody looks at it as a corporation and therefore looks to who who actually owns this and what's their agenda and so if you don't understand that that's what's going on then you're you're under uh, an illusion that this is a country and you and your vote you know you're voting and paying your of your taxes and and um all these things are or to run the infrastructure of the of the of the government but it's a corporation and you can see it in in the in the way they do fines like if you get a speeding ticket you pay money if you do anything against a statute it's usually a fine so you're that's that's how they're making money they they make these laws saying you can't do that and then as soon as you do it they okay that's a hundred dollars that's a hundred dollars and that's a hundred dollars and and you just keep repeating this so the whole thing is set up to give the guise of uh government with laws in order to keep law and order but it's really just a money-making scheme 
Ever dreamed of having your own podcast? Look no further. Our comprehensive podcast course will guide you through the process of building your reputation, growing your brand, and connecting with your network. With our course, you'll learn everything you need to know about creating a successful podcast, including choosing the right equipment, crafting engaging content, recording and editing techniques, marketing and promotion strategies, and many more. Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out, our course is designed to help you take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out on this opportunity to build your brand and connect with your audience. Enroll in our course today. One of the things I always find funny, today you could be doing something and then some somebody somewhere decides that what you're doing is against the law and if you do it tomorrow, you're fined. And you're kind of going, hang on. Yesterday was ground, but some person decided it wasn't. And then I was laughing at license, like a license to get married. Like, why do I need a license? Why do I need to go cap in hand to a system and say, oh, can I have a license here so I can get married? My marriage is nothing to do with a system. Now, I have a license because at that time, I participated and I consented. But looking back, looking now, it's unbelievable. Like if people actually just sit and take a breath and go, I need a license to get married. That's bonkers. It, it really is. And if you look on, you look in a family Bible, you'll see there's a page like in the, in the big family Bibles, there's a page at the beginning that has um, a record of, of, of your marriage. It's identical to the, to the government thing it has you know so and so married so and so on such a such a date and and here's the pastor and here's the two witnesses and they just took that page out of the bible put their logo on it and now it's a license now you have to pay to get to use that piece of paper same thing with the hudson bay company you they had they had licenses you had to pay to put your canoe in certain rivers now before that People just put their canoes in the river and went wherever they wanted. Now, no, that's our river, and and you have to pay in order to to move any goods up and down this river. It's like a license for fishing. If you need a license now for fishing, is it a case then that you're consenting? Say, let's talk about a fine. So you get a fine, and you open that envelope, or you get in touch with someone. You're consenting, and you know the the word. As you say, do you understand which, you know, if you look at it, it says you are beneath me and I'm standing on you. So there's trickery in the words to get people to engage. As people are not realizing this, people are actually sleepwalking. It's true. And um, so that's one of the things we teach at Empower. It's one of the things I learned once I understood commerce is there's a, a thing called tacit agreement in this old um, jurisdiction called law merchant. And it's still prevalent today. And you have to be careful what you agree to and you have to be careful what you where you put your your signature, or your autograph, because it can be turned into money. And as funny as that sounds, th there's laws that I can show in, in, in almost every country, at least all the Commonwealth ones. Um, that that this is the case and so we have we're in it our ignorance is um is the problem and once you can see what it is or be taught it like like i learned it uh then the world changes and you can start to see it everywhere like you can't unsee it and you see it it's just prevalent 
But then once you start to operate in it, now you're operating at the same level as as they are, and they and their deception doesn't work. As a matter of fact, it starts to become to work against them because there's there's certain rules that were amongst the merchant class, and they've turned us all into merchants with the birth certificate, but they didn't tell us how it all worked. And therefore, we're doing merchant things in our ignorance, and we don't understand what it is we're doing, and they're taking advantage of the situation. So once you learn it, you can actually turn it around. And that's why the judges were running out of the room because they're not, now their holdings were in jeopardy. It's about being self-aware. And if everybody can come self-aware, a lot of the crazy stuff in the world, even arguments or agreements or disagreements can change because we're self-aware, because it all starts from within. And when I was going through this process, I kind of looked at everything as the public arena. I was looking to say I was sitting up in you know, a grandstand and there was a stage and there was the police and the judge and the government and the doctors and the civilians and everyone. And they were all given their their costumes and they were told to stand in places and hand their notes with the black and white ink and read whatever was happening because that was life. And I was observing it, but occasionally I go, oh, my God. And I'd run down and I'd go down to the stage hand and I'd ask them, give me my clothes and ask them, where would I stand? And, and then I go, oh, hang on, I'm on stage. I'm part of this public arena. And I'd run off again and take, you know, the costume, rip everything up and sit back up in the, up in the stadium again and just observe. And the more that I observe, the more it comes laughable. And the more that I look at it all, I kind of go, is this really happening? Are people actually not seeing what I'm seeing? That it's all fictitious. It's all just print on pieces of paper shuffled around. Blaming myself or am I sounding crazy to you? No, it's, it, it's definitely, there's a, there's a paper world and it's, it's what I call 2D. It's not really 2D because the, the paper has some, you know, some depth to it, but I call it the 2D world. It's a, it's a fictitious world that sort of, then they try and relate it to the 3D world, but it's not, it's, it's, um, we think it is, but their whole 2D world is all just a story in a, on paper that has, um, you know, it, it, it's a shadow of the 3D world, but it's not the it's not the 3D world. It's it it's definitely paper. And again, you can study all this stuff, and you can start to become good at the paper, which is what, also what I found. So once I understand this is a you know there's a whole other um, story going on that is re- sort of related or a mirror of my actual life. I can separate those two, and and I can operate my person, and but I can be a man over here. And um, so, you know, I, I took steps to separate myself from my person. I couldn't get rid of it. I tried that in court and it didn't work. But so I thought, OK, well, I'll just I'll just play with my person as a game piece in this in this story. And um, I just got good at the story because, you know, part of that story is my signature can turn into money. And I didn't write the story. And I don't necessarily agree with the story, but that's the story. So in order for them to to take advantage of my signature once i understood that then i could take advantage of my own signature as the game piece in that story which made the 3d guys run off the bench 
I was speaking to a barrister and I said to him, do you know what a straw man is or maritime law? And he looked at me. I said to him, I says, I'm hearing that everything that functions is to do with maritime law. He says, so, so even the people in it aren't aware. And then as I was going in, it was kind of going, okay. So I learned then that we are all sovereign man and woman. But then it was King George went, okay, I can't go into a country and take sovereignty or from a man or woman. So we're going to create corporations and go in and take stuff from corporations. And that was the beginning. Now, correct me, you'll, you're, you'd be the expert in this. In some detail, that doesn't sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maritime law is um, has to do with with shipping and boats and water. Um, but there was this other thing that that nobody talks about, and it's called lex mercatoria in Latin or law merchant in uh, in English, and that was the uh, jurisdiction of the merchant class, mostly for the international fairs and some of the uh, port towns. So it was it was the commercial law of the land, and the uh, admiralty was more the uh, commercial law of the of the of shipping. So you had you had to have bonds on your ship, you had to have a bond on your captain, a bond on the crew, a bond on the cargo because of piracy. And then there was this thing called private um, privateers who were licensed private um, pirates. So like it was legal, you could get a license to steal from other people's boats. And this is how, yeah, this is how crazy it was. So you you wouldn't even know if if a ship didn't didn't show up or it showed up empty. Well, were you hit by pirates or were you not hit by pirates? Because you know it it, it just became this this craziness of, of 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 you know just a nutty nutty situation. So, but the law of the land uh, is law merchant, and that's something that um, they really try to keep hidden, and um, that's where the key. For my in my life was learning that because that has to do with commercial instruments, and once you understand commercial instruments, in other words, your signature turns into money. Um, that's that's what makes them pay attention to you in in whatever way you you know however you do it, but they will pay attention to money because the whole thing is driven by money. So if you can create a um, they're like all their laws um, somehow cause profit for them. But if you have a piece of paper or an instrument that is causing a liability, that's when they start to pay attention. And that's where the fear comes from, because, you know, the government or the, it's not even the government, let's call it the system. And the system is the beast. So it's not even the people. It's it's so in depth that it's not the politicians or the civil servants. It's just the system. So the system itself is is so deep that they don't want someone to do something. And what's the one thing that people hate is losing money. So they bring out a fine and that fine then, hefty fine to stop people doing something. However, would it be from what you're saying that if you know the system, that fine is irrelevant. Correct. Because it's just it's just ink on paper. And I can have other pieces of paper with ink on them that cancel out or um put the put the put the balance 
back towards me if I wanted to. And that's the beauty of understanding um, law merchant. They turned us all into merchants so they could take advantage of the situation through our, through that birth certificate name and the capitalization and all that. And a lot of people say, you know, they turned us into corporations, but I think it's, if you understand it to be, they turned you into a merchant, you will get closer to the truth of what's actually happening. So then what is it when people say, you 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 mentioned there person and man so you both so there was two things you mentioned there so i'd like you to explain that and also i'll just throw in lost at sea as well is that real or is that fictitious no that's all that's all real yeah so because of admiralty and things get lost at sea you can have a claim on something you found uh, through salvage and so if i was to turn say you into a uh, an entity like cargo i could find you at sea and then you would be my property under a claim until a higher claim came forth like somebody who actually owned it could go oh, i think that's mine and here's why that's how they kind of do things they they do things in a commercial way based on some admiralty stuff and some law merchant things but it's definitely all commercial there's no doubt about that so at the birth certificate that came into um, real real usage around the 30s, around the, the time of the so-called Great Depression. And so they were tracking everybody and everybody was, um, you had to register your, your child at birth. And birth is, is also an admiralty term. So you got to understand that. Yeah, the, the birth channel and birth and yeah. Uh, yeah, birth of a ship. So you had to register and the root word of register is regi. And that's Latin, and it means king. So you're, something is going to the king if you use that register. So when every, every, anything you register, like your automobile, your house, your children, you, you have to understand these words. The, the king is somehow involved. It's not a recording. It's a registry. There's a difference. So don't register things uh, in ignorance. Um, make sure you understand what it is you're doing. And so, they they created this from the birth from the registration of live birth they created what's called a birth certificate and that in my opinion actually I'll just say it, it it's evidence of a trust so it's a trust indenture so they set up a trust for this abandoned child because the 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 the, um, the parents have have said I'm I'm abandoning this child I'm registering it with the king and so this is how this comes comes about and I know it sounds really um, you know nefarious and and kind of almost fairy tale but it, it, these are the facts and um it, it, it's played out for me in court um so yeah so you end up with this capitalized name and that in my strong opinion turns you into a merchant that is your merchant name as you come of age um when you start to be able to work then you will get a social security number or a, um a pps some, number some, we have here yeah whatever number it is in your country but it's always the same that is your merchant number from then on. And you'll notice if you try and open a bank account, what's your number? You try and get a job. What's your number? You you try and buy a house. What's your number? Like that number, that, that's your merchant number. Yeah, it's your registration number. And and it used to be working age. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure now they're they're giving it out now with Bert as well. Um, and it's 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 like in the States, it's your social security number. It's your tax number. It's the number you put if you file taxes. Um, it's 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 just it, it is your merchant number. 
But what what I don't really get is that, you know, there's a lot of people would be talking about it. And this this whole part, and that's what is a money-making scheme, you know, for a lot of people. So, and I believe that being sovereign, okay, starts from within. So I'm not really worried about my taxes or, you know, I pay my road insurance and, you know, I, I know that we need to contribute to the roads being fixed and uh, the lights on the streets. And I, I know that we need to all contribute to society. There has to be some sort of pay in to live here. Am I wrong in that? Because I know when you look at it, we, we get paid and then we pay our taxes on that. And then, you know, the people that pay us, they pay taxes. And then when we go to the shop, we pay VAT and they pay taxes. So everything is a piece of a piece of a piece of a piece of something. What is the answer? Yeah. So the, the birth certificate um, name is your person. That's a, that's a fictitious person. Uh, the word straw man does appear in law dictionaries. It's a, it's a thing. Um, you can see it also in the uh, bills of exchange acts all around the world uh, that they, you can have fictitious, um, right. Fictitious names on, on commercial instruments. So that's what, that's my person is my birth certificate name, which is a capitalized version of my what was given to me by my parents on taxes taxes are still based upon money and the thing about money is there is no other living species in earth that pays to live here not one and therefore just by looking at things in the in the natural order of things why are we paying to live here the planet seems to give everything that's needed for every other living species right down to a bacteria. And um, so like the birds don't uh, use money. The the deer don't use money. They also don't use borders. They don't recognize borders. They fly right across them or walk right across them. They don't, they, they're not even aware that they're there and they have no concept of money. And so Taxes are, are are still based on money and this whole control thing ab about money. And that's why they want us to pay into these things. So they, they're always extracting our money to keep us in a, um, a state of lack or, um, striving for this, these, these, uh, this stuff called money. Um, when the apple just grows on the tree with seeds in it, to make another tree of apples, not just another apple, another tree of apples. The, the place is designed abundantly and we've been told it's scarce and we have to go and work to get money in order to get an apple and live indoors. You know, taxes were originally to fund the armies, but getting into money, building a house, getting a car, something had to be bring the car from china or japan or europe to your door where a wonderful world everything is free people build a car and then i jump in the car and i hand them some loaves of bread you know do you know what I mean? here here's the thing when you get into the history of the law merchant and these commercial instruments these things called bills of exchange look those up the merchants you know going back into the middle ages were writing these things on pieces of paper and everybody's going, he's good for it. Therefore, I will give him this thing and then he will turn it into that. And like, so all commerce operate like the, the top people, the merchant, the merchant class were all writing their own money out of nothing. 
Yeah, like in, in America with the gold, instead of people bringing gold from one place to another, they'd get pieces of paper, which was security. Like even if you look at the euro, if you look at everyone pulls out a euro note, they will actually see it doesn't say legal tender. It's only just a piece of paper. That in itself is quite alarming that it's just pieces of paper that are handed around. Exactly. So all the shipping and everything that's happened is still based on these pieces of paper or most of it. I wouldn't say all of it because we had gold before, but even gold is just something you get out of the ground and it's nice and it has, you know, some wonderful properties. So it, it has some value to it, but it's, it's still just uh, metal out of the ground. It came out of there for free. And uh, see, again, the, the planet is not, it's not designed in lack. It's designed in in abundance. And I think we were sent here to actually, or, you know, brought here, or became here um, to tend it, to keep it under control. Otherwise, it would just overgrow. And we've been told the opposite, that it's scarce, that everything is scarce, that water is scarce. You know how many people think that water is disappearing? But it can't disappear. It's a closed system. It literally can't. Because I ask the simple question, where is it going? But people think, yeah, we're running out of water. No, we, we cannot run out of water. The, the same amount of water is always here. It just changes form or location. And that's it. Well, but believe me, the coast all- of Ireland, we get plenty of water. That's <laughs> one thing. I have friends who were South African who were, and they said they had a drought there for five years. And I said, the drought was as well. It was, you know, sparse. And he said when they came here, they couldn't believe. And when it rains, they never complain about the rain because it's one of the greatest gifts, you know. So, you know, I always I always say that there isn't a shortage of anything. It's a distribution problem. Okay. So with people listening to this, they'd be going, okay, got it that, you know, this goes back centuries. We guys are saying that there's one which is I'm a man of the living earth, and the other one is a person which nicknamed straw man, which then is this identity which fits into the system. Okay. And the system then we operate in this system to keep us under control. What I really found fascinating in a research was that in Ireland, our passport is produced by the Foreign Office. And if it's produced by the Foreign Office, it means it's controlled to airside. So my, as a, a, a national of ERA, as a sovereign man, my police force are the police in the airport. And once I step out of that airport, I am now in the system which is because my passport is issued from the foreign office. Why is an Irish passport issued from a foreign office? Yeah, and you're kind of going, oh, okay, quite interesting on us. Yeah, because there's a whole system that operates above the idea of countries. Like I said, the, the animals don't understand, don't believe in countries, and the, and the controllers don't believe in countries either. They created them in order to control our species, and, and that's, the, that's the bottom line. So you, countries are a fabrication as well. As just as much as money, but it's so ingrained in us because we're born into it. We can't see it. 
we don't even fathom that that that, that might not exist. When you see it all as fictitious, you actually can then have a bit of fun with it. You know, as a sovereign man driving around, walking around, and kind of looking at things and going, oh my God, this is so bizarre. Where has it gone? Like you, you mentioned as well, you found out a lot about Ireland as well. Would you, would you like to elaborate on that? Uh, so we we did some research on on Ireland and we we found some anomalies um, regarding the you know the so called independence and some of the laws that were that predate all of that were when when things were still tied to England are still in force. Uh, especially around the money, and that tells me a lot. If the money, if the the uh, acts, you know, the consolidation consolidated revenue fund is still intact, then there is money going to England out of Ireland, and that tells me more than I need to know that they may have um, allowed some sense of independence, but it, at the at the end of the day, it's still uh, the money is what controls things. And if you follow the money, you're usually following the truth. Um, that was one of the big ones. Uh, then there was some anomalies around, um, you know, which constitution is it, what year, and and some of the strange documents um, surrounding all that, you know, documents from England with just, you know, scrape out a name and stick in another name. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? Like, this is this doesn't seem like on the up and up the way I thought it was um, the whole of the, actually the whole of the, of the UK was uh, a big anomaly to me. I was expecting to find a constitution in England. There isn't one. It, it, it's, it's very loosey goosey um, considering it's sort of the mothership of this whole uh, British empire, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Because it's, you know, the Royal family and they are head of state where here we are, you know, it would be you'd meet some people and they say, yes, the government and other people then say would be the provisional government and the free state government. And, you know, the you, you listen to depending on whose opinion it is and what you, you kind of go, you know, we always say what's being said and what's not being told and listen to the language because language is great power and words are great power. So why are people saying one thing and someone else is calling it something else and we have to go and then research that and the more that we research it the more that you realize holy cow am i seeing this on paper again paper and you're looking to see what's real and and what's fictitious so there seems to be more and more people are asking questions and more and more people are questioning what is and more people want to know what is sovereignty? How can I be a sovereign man or woman on this land? They're, they're words that a lot of people are using. And, you know, people are saying, you know, we're getting to the stage where I do not participate. I do not recognize. And, and you know, I do not consent. And there seems to be this bubbling up that if I, we were having this conversation five years ago, the people listening to wouldn't be that interested. It would be a nice story, but there's there's more and more. So there's a momentum building. But if this momentum is building, what's the system going to do to try and control it? Is the question. Yeah, I think they're you know they have a 
they have four, in my opinion, they have four uh, weapon agendas and, um, that's what they're doing, but they're, they're, they're moving those things or deploying those things commercially. And again, because com- commerce is, is fictitious based on money, which is fictitious, then you can deal with it in that same arena and you can prevail. And one of the main things, you know, th- there's another step step to, um, you know, I see that there's something wrong and I don't want to consent. You can go a step further, which is evidenced by, you know, the, the, the King's um, recent oath where he contractually, um, you know, takes on the title of uh, defender of the faith and, and, um, and specifically the church of Scotland and its government and its doctrine. So that goes into the Westminster confession of faith, which then leads you to the Bible. And so he's, he's, uh, and there was 178 sort of dignitaries or, you know, movers and shakers in that room who also signed this thing. That tells me that that's a contract. That's a commercial contract. And um, for whatever reason, it has to do with this, this book called the Bible. And, and what I found on page one of the Bible is that men and women, as you described them, have, were given dominion on, in Genesis 1. That's what he's swearing to. So there's not much that this system can do if we bring forth our the proper claim, um, like the proper um, parties bring forth the proper claim. They have to back down. And he's contractually said so publicly, but people don't see what it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's I'm, you know, telling you what's going on. It's up to you to, to join the dots together. That's it. And, you know, silence is consent. We talk about civil servants. I, I, the, the more I go into this, when people see civil servants or see those apartments, they shake because they think they're above them. But they're not. They're below you. And, you know, and they'll come up with contracts. And you, you, can you say, this is what I'm trying to get at, can you say no to these contracts and hash out a better contract to suit you as a person? Absolutely. And this is the rules of law merchant. You have to have a meeting of the minds. And, and if you come into knowledge, you can renegotiate the contract. And, and how it goes is you're, 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 you know, you're controlling me by this, that, or the other thing. And there's somehow money involved. Well, I want you to prove that you have the authority to do so. I'm giving you 30 days and they can't do it. As we discussed in, in, uh, in Ireland, the authority's not there. It's very vague at best and not there, in my opinion, at all. So who are you people? But if someone says to you, says, well, we've 30 days because we are the government and it is under the, you know, act number 22 of, you know, paragraph six that states that this is it. Yes, I know. But I, but what you want to do is challenge that authority. How, did that give was that given royal assent according to your own rules? No, most likely not. And so you you challenge them, and you can do a writ. Uh, there's a prerogative writs going you know way back in the common law, one called quo rento, which is by what authority. And if you study these writs, it was meant for this, and the and the king or the queen becomes the nominal plaintiff in the matter. So if somebody was to fake 
having some kind of authority, you would want to challenge them on behalf of the king or queen because they're probably not getting their cut, like going way back into Middle Ages, right? Because anybody could come and say, I'm the Lord of, I'm Lord of this land. Now pay all your taxes to me. Said who? Said me, and I've got, you know, the and the king. Uh, by like, where did this come from? Like, do I believe you? Or and that's the that's the problem. We just believe these people that these acts have any some kind of authority over us, and therefore um, we comply. But if you challenge it, they don't have an answer. And then if they don't have an answer in your thirty days, where their authority comes from? Since you were going to charge me one thousand dollar fine for what you think I'm doing, if you don't um, if you don't answer me within the thirty days, I'm going to charge you two thousand dollars. Do we have a deal? Now. You were relying on me, my silence as acceptance. Now your silence will be acceptance. Acceptance. Yes. However, before you get to that, people will have already consented to something. So if someone has gone down that rabbit hole of consenting, say they've sent in returns or they filled out something online, and then suddenly someone comes along and goes, da-da. Can you stop it there and go, hang on, I was a bit confused. Can you, yes. uh, I, I need to have a look Absolute, at the authority. Abs- absolutely, because you came into new knowledge and and you didn't give me full disclosure because had you told me this, that I was uh, agreeing to this, that, and, everything, and all these hidden things, I probably wouldn't have agreed. But you didn't tell me. So that's non-full disclosure. So the, the contract, according to contract law, goes null and void ab initio from the beginning as soon as there's a fraud it cancels the whole thing all the way back in time that's fascinating these are their rules they have to live if they've been living by them they got to die by them too like it's you know yeah but it's not the people it's it's not the people that are in the job doing it they don't know so at what point do they go what do we do with this and someone go well i don't know just park it (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Well, again, again, they set up this thing called agency. This is all part of the system where there's the the seeing uh, all seeing eye at the top of the pyramid, and then the pyramid comes down, and all the wealth goes up, but all the liability will go up too. You just have to tell them to go up to you know go up the line of command. Up to, to command, yeah. I I did this with I did this with police officers going you know I'm I'm towing your vehicles. No, no, because I I can have it towed to that my friend's house right there. No, you can't. I said, yes, I can. It's in the act. No, it's not. I said, you should go um, get back in your car and go talk to somebody higher up. And then, you know, half an hour later, they come with it. Yeah, it turns out that you're correct. Yeah, I knew I was correct. So I want my car towed here. And that's the end of it. Like, so, so you you just get them to go up the line, up the line of command. But it's also a case of you tested this and you ended up in prison. What limitation? will people have to go the full distance that's that's the other part of it as well it it is true and i would say the, the like the time where i did um 60 days they were more testing me um not me testing them i i completed a process knew it worked they wanted to see if i could actually stand on it so in that sense um so they held me um for 60 days pending a one day trial because they couldn't establish jurisdiction took them 60 days to do it. And they, they, even then they didn't, they just moved ahead. And um, so and they tried all kinds of tricks in that 60 days and they just couldn't establish it. 
So um, what should have been over and done in, you know, two, two to three days took 60. But from that point on, I can tell you this, I've never appeared in a court of law again on my on that had my name on it. I am left alone. If I get pulled over by the police, it's literally a few minutes with me not saying very much at all, not be, not based on all the knowledge I have. I don't spew a bunch of stuff, just answer questions very succinctly and my, and I move on. Yeah, and and it, there's the thing, there'll be people listen to this and they know they're just people who have tried to do this with very little knowledge. Like I wouldn't be going out to do this at all tomorrow because I don't have the knowledge. But what I'm getting is there's people that have tried this and have failed because got the information from someone else that basically ended them up in hot water. I spent years trying so many things of uh, this person's process or that person's process or say this in court or, you know, I tried it all, Joe. Like, I, I'm the guy who is like, OK, I'll, I'll do it, you know. And um, and I and like and like you said, it was just failure, 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 arrest after arrest. And once I got to commerce, the first time I did a commercial instrument on on a on a court case that was already running was already in like and already appeared on it a couple of times so i learned it you know part way through as soon as i put that instrument in the judge ran off the bench physically he knew he knew more than i did at that time because i was just still trying it i was like like you said i, I don't know I'll, I'll, I'll throw this piece of paper in there he ran off and I went, okay, what, what was that? Does he have uh, stomach problems? Literally, I, I I didn't put it together until later. I went, I wonder if it had to do with that piece of paper we threw in there. But is laws and commerce the same as the Bible? Like, are they, you know, are they creating stuff that was in the Bible and then just mirror imaging it to commerce? Absolutely. That's another thing I found was, I had some, I had pretty good Bible knowledge. And when I learned commerce, I went, these are all biblical principles. They've taken, or one of them is copying the other. I don't know, you know, I don't know what, which in time is first. Cause you know, at this point, I don't know what to believe anymore, but, but they're definitely mirroring each other. There's no doubt about that. So the same principles that you follow uh, in the Bible, if you follow them in commerce, you prevail. Yeah, like I'm reading, well, I'm trying to read at the moment the Nagmanadi scriptures. I don't know if you know it. And, you know, it's going, it's, for me, it's the creation of the world and the rulers of the world. And it goes back, you know, Sophia and Grace and the Demiurge and the Archons. And then you're looking at the Bible. My faith is getting stronger and stronger all the time. One of these was, I was just, like, why is the Bible shitty paper? And why is the print so small when we get it? Is that deliberately done so we can't read it? You know, but we have it to swear on. We have a Bible in the house, but you can't bloody read it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to get a bigger, I mean, I need bigger font myself. But I've got the uh, 1611, which has the old, really old English with the, you know, the, the large S's and the uh, V's or U's and all that. And then it's, you know, type set font. And it's, you know, it's just unbelievable to read. And it's really bad paper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, 
you know, it's, <laughs> so the, it's the paper is rubbish, and as well as it is, it all done deliberately, you know. Yes, uh, yeah. And he, and check this book out. It's hardcover. It's 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 not a high quality book by any means, um, but it's still hardcover. It's large. You know how much this book costs? Six dollars. And this was because it's the the four hundredth anniversary of it. And um, two thousand year anniversary. There's somebody somebody put those out at a loss. I can tell you that. What's next? What do I do? Do I knock on a door and say I want to deregister my birth cert, or do they say I know a lot of people won't? But it's just curiosity. Just well, what what would you do? What would they do? Well, I think people uh, have tried that. I don't think it actually holds. I, I don't think you can change that at this point. Um, there's too much money involved. Number one, uh, they wouldn't know what to do with it. And they're not going to give it to you. Um, can you claim your money back? People have tried and there's lots of room, you know, there's the, no, I wouldn't say lots. There's a, the odd rumor of somebody got, you know, things through that trust, but they're usually, um, you can't verify it. I've never been able to verify or see it. I've seen lots of people get checks, but then I see that when they try and cash them, they go to jail. I've seen, I've seen the train wrecks. I've seen, I've just seen all of it. And, um, I don't think you can literally, uh, extinguish that thing. It's, it's here and, um, it's, it has to run in some form. It's too, too ingrained in the system. They can't just pull it out and, or cancel it. Some of the numbers I've seen on the, on QCIPs are, um, are huge. Like they're in the billion. So you, you don't just pull that kind of money out and make it disappear into nothing. Right. Does someone just go along with it if they choose to? So you can either live in the system or out of the system. I'm learning that it's your choice or you can dip your toe in both, whatever it may be. We are in a land, we are functioning, we are part of communities and all that. But what can one do to protect oneself and their family in their own dwelling um you can set up trusts one thing one action thing you can do and and this is you know i'm kind of blowing my own horn here but the four agendas that they have put out into the world they're everywhere um you can now engage with what we're doing operate in commerce you will learn um how it all works by doing it and that's the best way to to learn something is by actually, um, you know, being engaged in it. And um, w- together, we can actually bring this system down as, as crazy as it sounds. Um, it's, it's possible because of what you will learn, and, and, and including that oath that just happened um, a, a month ago. That is a contract. And if the, if the proper claimants come forward and, and, um, put forth the the higher claim they have to back down and um that's it's like a, a law that goes outside of this realm and that's where the remedy is but we have to be engaged we we can't sit passively um by and watch some savior or you know the or the white hats or the or anybody like that come in and do something for us we have to be engaged you know, for people going, what's he talking about? The white hat. Yeah, you know, it's it's the the the, the great savior coming in on the white horse. It's not that scary. I think it's just we we need to just understand that you are a sovereign man, woman, and the only thing that is above you 
is divinity and everything else then is below you and having truth and courage to understand that you are your own authority and you are the authority of your family as well in your dwelling. And I think if you just resonate at that and continue on doing what you do or work or pay your taxes, once you know that you're your own authority and you have the right to ask questions and say no, I think that's really where people should start. Yes. And, and it's it's on page one. Like like you said, Joe, it's not that um, we are above them because we were given dominion. And dominion is a very strong word. It's not that we are looking for rights because rights still implies that there's something oppressing me and I want less oppression. Um, we need to, to start thinking in terms of, uh, no, we're above all this. We just didn't, we weren't told that. We've been lied to. But that is our position legally, lawfully. And all the way up to uh, the, mo- the most high God. And that is the key to, to us getting free. But it's, but it's also a case of if one person goes, no, I don't want this. 50 people that do want it. So. But we are, a fl- we are one being too. That's another thing you got to understand. So it just takes a um, critical mass and the whole mass has to go. And if you watch the, over the last two years, they've activated, they've activated that, that group mind and, and, but they're just um, with misinformation. And so that group mind can go in a positive direction. Um, if it, if the right impetus is given to it. Tell me if someone wants to reach out, you have a website, empower.com, is it? Empowermovement.com. Com. And that's if someone wants to research this for, you know, curiosity, uh, connect with the website and you run courses to help people just educate themselves as well. Is that, would that be? Yeah. 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 And, and it's a, it's a membership site. So there is a small cost to it. It's not, it's not a lot. We're not trying to make, you know, make money off this, but, um, and then there are some people in Ireland that, who have, um, helped with our documents. And so we have people there in, in, um, in Ireland, in both, you know, the Republic and the Northern Ireland. And, um, yeah, you, you can start to meet with like-minded people and, um, talk about these things and we can get the, get the course of the, of the, of the earth in the going back to, to the way it's designed before this system came in. Another thing is fear. Um, we all have to deal with fear and fear is the opposite of love. Fear will keep you um, bound. It will keep you stuck. So you have to become aware of your fear and then make moves to overcome it. Over Overcome it. And you can overcome it. It's just an emotion. And, uh, you know, the Bible is quite clear about that. It says, you know, fear not many, many, many times. And uh, there's something about that when you when you can rise above your fear you become um, closer to that sovereignty and having that consciousness of, of of holding where you where you fit in this in this matrix. But fear, you've got to um, don't pretend it's not there, but overcome it. And anger is a good one to get to get to jumpstart you out of it. But don't stay on anger either. Like you can get really stuck there. But anger will move you out of fear 
they need to ask the question, how is your commitment towards these? Because if you can look at where your commitment is, that's internally, then that makes you understand what you need to do to be committed for these things to happen. Carl Washington, thank you for speaking with us today. 